Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Forever Dog Rose and Jamie are two best friends And they love sex and the city And they couldn't help but wonder Do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, Crunchies So many dudes. Every single dude All the dudes And we couldn't help but wonder With Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't Help Help But Wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex and the city and how it relates to to us. us. Okay. That was a, there was a little lilt there. Hi, hi. Gal, how the heck are you? You're how the heck looking are you? great. You go first. Who were you this week? Oh, my God. Okay, fine. Um, this week I was... I guess I was kind of a Carrie when she's, like, trying to, like, get the girls together. Like, in the um, the last episode we talked about when they go to Atlantic City. Um not like I was actively trying to like get my friends to hang out, but um, I was definitely like the organizer of the group recently. Um, I organized a beach trip cute. this weekend, cute. Um, which was really cute. Um, I definitely felt like kind of like the planny soccer mom of the group. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had some like I had like appointment hangs this weekend for the first time in ever I have what do you mean appointment hangs meaning like I actually had plans to go do things like I had a so nice a lunch like a proper lunch with people I had I had just hadn't done any of that since the quarantine amazing I mean I've hung out in people's backyards or done like an impromptu like oh let's go for a walk or something but I haven't actually like sat in a restaurant or like like planned a thing to go with the group to the beach. Like all of that is, uh, that's like me, like, you know, get, getting back out there socially. So yeah, it was really nice. That's so important. Yeah, it was, it was definitely important. Um, I'm trying to think of anything fun to report otherwise, but it's pretty much it. Just that and zoom. You guys know (laughs) (laughs) this bitch loves her zoom. Um, yeah. How about you? Who are you this week? Hmm. I think I was a little bit of a Samantha. Okay. Always intrigued when it's a Samantha. I know. Because very slowly, like a baby snail Mm -hmm. who's just learning to walk, 
I'm slowly coming back to the work world, which I've been out of since late July. So like basically a month and a half. Yes. Um, and I'm just slowly <laughs> had some interviews, got, you know, just a couple of little things. In That's the... great. Yeah. And so it felt good to... You know, I know for a lot of people, not you don't even have to have had any kind of back surgery, but for a lot of people who maybe were laid off or, you know, COVID has changed their work life, you can get into a sluggy little funk Yeah. where you just like watch Pen15 and like eat gummy bears, which is like phenomenal. But after like a while, you're like, is that all there is? Yeah. And then eventually it's time to get back on the horse and it can be scary and overwhelming, but it also feels good to be moving forward in some ways. Um, and that feels like Samantha be, to be taking care of business a little. And it's really interesting because there's all these memes. This really like hits me because I've been so compromised, but there's all these memes about like, you, your worth is not your production and your productivity yes. is not your worth. And, you are, and that's true. That being said... I mean, when you're sick, you really can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Not in a capitalist way, but not doing anything is also not good for you. No, um, and it, I also think that you're in a unique spot, too, because you love your work. So your work brings you joy. Yeah. In, and it also is it is part of your identity. Not that yeah. the work, like you said, the capitalist part, but the, Just the enjoyment the and the it. writing and the doing is part part making, of yes. what you love yes that's that's exactly true and I also think that it's like even if you're not an artist even if it's like like volunteering or like making a fabulous meal for people like when you're really just not doing much that's not good so I think that something that's really interesting during this time is trying to find the balance between like pushing yourself and relaxing mm -hmm. and like giving yourself a break, but also moving forward. That I think is like in a really interesting balance that I haven't found yet, but I think it's useful to think about for me at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a balancing act. And yeah, it's also like, you know, with what you went through, I mean, obviously you can attest to this or not, but like, it also feels like with the quarantine, it was a lot of sitting around like, especially in those early months, I mean, it was so traumatic. It's almost hard to talk about now because we really are kind of out of that part of it, at mm -hmm. least right now. Hopefully mm -hmm. we don't have to go back. But like there was a lot of sort of loafing and sitting around and stirring in our feelings. And then it's like, well, you also were just going through like tremendous back pain and dealing with your health. And now you're bouncing back from that. It's like, I mean, this all just goes to say 2020 is the fucking psychotic year. It's just psychotic. Every person yeah. I know is dealing with something in some crazy capacity. I mean, not necessarily health issues, but like, like, like Dan's mom just lost her best friend. She no. died of pancreatic cancer. No, like, it's just, I no. just hear about, um, I'm, yeah, and I'm, I really don't, I don't like to do comparative suffering, but it is like everyone is struggling. Um, oh, it's so in true. some way. And it's so exacerbated by the fact that there were these months of trauma and like you're almost in this place where you don't fully like even if things were like good or normal, whatever that means, like you almost don't trust it because it just feels like something 
something ominous and scary is around the corner. So at least that's I, I don't want to project. That's how I feel. It's a really like it's a really hard, you know, all that like wellness stuff of like thinking positive and meditating and there's yeah. a place for all of that. Like I think of that as sort of like like an like a like a privileged white space of like just like manifest and all this stuff. Not to say that there aren't like obviously like Indian roots to a lot of yoga and meditation and and Eastern and Asian stuff. But I think the culture of it is very like white girl and not saying it's good or bad, but it's nice to have any kind of wellness in your life. But I have to say when shit got really bad, like Mm -hmm. there was just nothing that this is, I don't know where this is devolving into, but like I tried to pray when I was in a lot of pain. I tried to meditating helped a bit, but I don't know. It's like, so it's really I can I only find. do so much what, I just think sometimes it's also like the Buddhist thing is like if you're in a bad vibe that's okay yeah just it is okay let it just be because I think trying to be in a positive cheerful mood when something is sad has happened if you lost your best friend if you lost a job if you're you and your partner breaking up like if you have massive pain like okay yeah it's just bad and that's just it and it's just gonna be bad and then at some point it'll be better but I think it doesn't help to be like, I got to get out of this like no. funky spot. No, I mean, it's great to be aware and it's great to be like, okay, well, we don't want this to go into a territory where I'm like, you know, you're, you start to identify with your totally. wallowing. Totally. Like there's that. But also, and this is something I learned from meditating, I think is where I learned it. But yeah, it, there, there was like an accept, I probably talked about this before on a previous episode, but there was Talk a pack it. in Headspace about acceptance. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of the last ones I did. Cause I was just like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't, it just didn't sound just one of those things where you're like, okay, like that could be a million different things. But anyways, the whole thing was just when you have feelings, the reason that like quote unquote negative emotions hurt is because you are trying to resist them because you're like totally this feels Buddhist. bad this yeah. feels bad but the second you go this oh, is what that is. felt bad yeah it, it completely takes the power away and so not completely it it helps take it the power eases away. it i agree with you yeah, yeah. so I, i've noticed in times when i'm like and this does not go for like you know like you're saying like big like life shifts Altering and stuff things, yeah. i mean it's just gonna hurt but the cool thing you can do is go yeah this hurts like even if it's just a couple of moments a day or whatever it does ease those moments like you're like okay like this sucks (laughs) but when you do like no this can't suck that's when it gets painful because it does suck so you you know like it's it's a nice mind game that you can play with yourself to feel a little better no I think you're absolutely right and like that is like the basis of Buddhism is that suffering happens when you're resisting the present reality. When you say, I wish things were different. I wish I lived in a different house. I wish I was a different person. I would, And that causes a lot more suffering than going, you know what? Things are a little hard right now and I'm bummed and whatever. Because then you can just deal with the moment. But they say that like accepting where you are and just being where you are like relieves a lot of the... Oh, it really does. But there's definitely... Also, no, go ahead, baby. Oh, I was just going to say... Um, I. That one of my horny fours a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, was um, Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. And she's very into pain and not suffering, but she's Does very she have into like. Pain? 
No, no, no. Sorry. Not, not physical pain, but like, well, maybe physical pain as well. But her whole thing is like face the pain, walk into the pain, like on the other side of the pain is, you know, a breakthrough essentially. And it's when you turn your back to it, she means pain as well as like fear and any kind of negative emotion. She's like, the more you lean into it and figure it out, you know, that's the only way yeah, it's the only way to really like overcome it. It's like when you try to push it away and be like, it's not there. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's when like stuff gets real shitty. That sounds really true. The, can I say one more thing about something? Please. Okay. I want to say that I don't know if this is relatable to you, Jamie, or Skylar, or our listeners. I feel like generally it will, so, something will hit somebody. But one thing that's been really like, interesting about this pain experience Mm -hmm. is the 12-step work that I do um it's about like becoming your own loving parent and like balancing the inner child and the parent and like you know not being a victim and being empowered and like stepping into who you really are Mm -hmm. and it's really been a challenge for me during this time there's a lot of people in my family who are like majorly victims. Like that's like their outlook is like, I'm a victim. Everything's happening to me. They're not some people that I love very much and I'm not close and that I'm very close to literally go through the world in a victim mentality, Mm -hmm. which is really uninspiring and unempowering and certainly not anything I would like to do. That like protagonist syndrome, like I'm the protagonist of reality. Well, I mean, I think we're all the protagonists of our own lives, but yeah. more of the idea of like, God, everything keeps happening to me and why does this keep happening? Instead of being like, oh, yeah, there's a problem and I need to like be creative and figure out how to solve it. It's more like, oh, God. Oh, well, it's me just thing. A little bit of that, right. And so I'm in this physical pain where it's like, yeah, of course, you know, I've thrown myself a pity party or two. But I think something that's been very hard for me to navigate is, like, how much to talk about it, like, mm. how much to identify with it, how sure. much to be a baby about it versus push myself. And, like, like I even have insecurities of, like, are you guys sick of hearing about this? Like, and are my friends, when they call me, sick of it? And I guess it's just, like, something that I, I wonder if other people are feeling if they're depressed or they're unemployed or if they're just not in a good spot, if they worry about like, how do I, do I fake it till I make it and just act kind of fun? Does that help? You know, I don't know. I'm talking out loud about the process in my head, you know? Well, I think, I mean, first of all, you can always talk to me and or Skylar about it. You don't have to worry about that. But I will say, I think the fact that you are having those thoughts is all you can do. Yeah. Like, you're not going to not talk about it because that's disingenuous. And if you talk about it too much, it might, who knows, maybe it'll bum you out. Maybe it'll bum someone else out. Like all yeah. you can do is just like keep your finger on the pulse of it and yeah. you're, you're doing great. Like it's all you can do because Thanks, anyone who's in your situation, like it's yes, in a perfect idyllic world, you would strike the perfect balance but what you're going through is imperfect and humans are imperfect so all you can do is have an awareness and proceed because oh my god jamie no i really believe that because i think i mean i think about this i definitely have had i mean you know i've had 
plenty of highs and lows and, you know, low lows and all this. And I'm like, I always worry that I'm putting someone out. I mean, you've heard me talk about that. Like, I'm always worried I'm burdening someone or stressing someone out. Why are women always worried that we're bumming people out? Yeah, but then you realize the people that you feel closest to do tell you what they're going through. And you don't really resent them for it. I think the only time it would go into resentment territory is if someone unloaded on you, downloaded onto you like you were a hard drive every single time you hung out and never said, so how How are are you? you? Yeah, that's Yeah, I mean, like, otherwise, though, it's like, oh, I I mean, especially... I can only speak for myself, but like, I love being a listener in relationships and like, I don't know. I'm not a great listener, but oh, I, I do think you really are, Jamie. You are. Oh, you think so? I feel like a great I'm, listener. I'm, a, I'm a terrible interrupter, but I mean, I hi, ultimately, me. no, I'm like my whole family. We're it's so bad. But anyways, I do think, um, yeah, I like when people like tell me what's going on with them. I'm like, great. I can like kick back and like help and, you know, lend an ear and great. <laughs> Well, the truth not, is, not, not, not great that they're upset, but great that, you know, I can be how, some kind of sounding board. Yes. Go, Skylar. It's also not not a big thing. So really exactly. trying to minimize it is would would also feel disingenuous, like knowing Absolutely. how severe it is. It would would come off as just as strange as like uh, would come off as more strange than not talking about it. Thank you. I mean, first of all, my therapist always says that, like. The only way to be close to people, intimacy can only happen when people are being vulnerable. It's not through just being like fun and on top of the world and like charming. That's fine and wonderful, but that's not how intimacy is created. Intimacy no, you don't is- have totally. close relationships that way. No, you have to. I have I, people in my family who who are always like fine. Like they're just always on. saying they're fine. Yeah. How, how are you? How's it going? Just like never, never, never a hurt feeling. Never. And you're like, it's a, it's a lie. You are hurt. That did hurt you. That did bother you. That, you know, that's, it's just, not, it's a lie. Anyways, go on. Guys, I'm just saying that like, and I think the whole country feels this way and probably a lot of the world. It's like, I miss my fun self and like mm-hmm. being a fun person. And like, I've had laughs in the last sure. few weeks, which are precious. I mean, really precious. Like, just even joking with friends feels like incredible, I think. Um, oh, totally. And so, you know, I feel like it's a, just a microcosm. It's like we all just want to feel joy again and lightness and buoyancy and carefreeness. Like, that just all sounds fun. And I think it's all coming in due time, you know? It is. I mean, it's all, it's it's undulating. It's waves. Like, I do think that when we rock bottom right on the other side of that is like, a really good exciting reward i really do think that's sort of like the current of life is like you have to that's dip also, real real low for things to get good that's true. that's also just linking it back to the 12 step thing that is such a 12 step element like you can only go up from the rock bottom but yeah. you, but hitting the rock bottom is actually kind of an important part of that you process have to. it sucks but you totally have to i love you guys i just feel very welcomed and very you know i want to be fun and exciting for you guys but i just feel very welcomed here okay that that makes me really happy but also you are an inherently fun person like it would take a lot to like strip the rose out of rose that's really sweet because i feel like did you guys ever see the Vandom toll booth the cartoon 
No. No. Sounds I know people really love the book. But <laughs> it's literally like the best Phantoms book ever. And oh, okay. Just no kidding. Thanks. I mean, it's awesome. It's really great. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, I basically, like, for people that are 30 terrible. plus years old, um, there's this really amazing People wild. are listening and they're like, I can't believe she just called the Phantom Tollbooth terrible. It's a really okay. niche thing. It's okay, kind of like okay. a little prince. It's I guess that's not niche. That's like fucking a blockbuster. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> I'm like, it's niche. Like the movie Armageddon. So, you know, Star um, Wars. <laughs> it's like this little thing I connect it's niche, to. Like, um, yeah. who plays Captain America? Chris Evans. It's just oh like quirky. God. It's a little I, mom and pop shop, Chipotle. <laughs> Walmart. I'm really unique that I connect to this. <laughs> oh, by the way, I used to work in an office full of guys who are all actually very nice and to this day we follow each other on instagram aka we're so close but they i was like trying to i think as a brown haired jew with a bumpy nose i'm like very like i'm very like anti like jessica beale beauty britney spears beauty that kind of like blonde beauty type thing um just out of my own like small-mindedness and um, I remember I was just like, and blondes listening, you guys are beautiful in your own way. And I'm just projecting my, my, uh, you know, like whatever. Re- reverse anti-Semitism. You're not blonde yes. shaming. Out I'm kind of blonde shaming because I used to be like, oh, that's just so basic, that kind of beauty, whatever. And then I remember one of my bosses going, oh, no, but like Jennifer Lawrence, I think she's beautiful, but like in this really like unique, weird, special that's I'm so like, don't funny. try and Tilda Swinton, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh like, my God! Yeah, Rose. Jennifer, like not yeah. A, that is a quote of the app. Don't try no. to Tilda Swinton, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. I'm just like, she is very conventionally attractive. It's, yeah, not, it's like not like you have to put on a magnifying glass and right, like, like take a, a hit of acid. She's a slightly deeper voice and like has a sense of humor. And we're like, wow, she has revolutionized she's, she's like a Picasso. the landscape of Hollywood. What an acquired yeah. taste Jennifer yeah. Lawrence is. Oh, and actually I can see it. Yeah. That's, that's really funny. Wow. 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 And that's brave, actually. It's a brave, yeah, it's brave to admit. It's brave to admit, yeah. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wow. Okay. Well, on that note, um, let's get the fuck into some Sex in the City. Please. Okay, guys. We're talking Season 5, Episode 4. It's called Cover Girl. Rose, take us into it. Thank you, my love. The episode kicks off with Carrie catching up with her book publishers. They're very excited about the cover art they put together, and Carrie isn't. It's just not good. They tossed her head onto a naked woman in a black and white shot of a street, and it's just freaking all wrong. The core four head to Barnes & Noble to check out cover art that does work and to pick up some books. 
Samantha offers to handle Carrie's PR at the low price of a few drinks. Miranda looks into the dieting titles to start working off her pregnancy weight. And Charlotte heads for the self-help section. Charlotte ends up running into a bunch of broken, crying self-helpers in the section. So she abandons picking anything up. She doesn't want to catch any of their lame loser vibes. <laughs> and when Miranda lands on a diet book, the cashier talks her right out of it. Weight Watchers is the only way to go. Before we go on, I just have to say something that particularly feels dated to me is... Um, Charlotte being embarrassed to be in the self-help aisle because I feel like self-help has gotten very cool. Yes. Like Glennon Doyle and, you know, Michelle Obama. And, Absolutely. It's and, also like, yes. And people have sort of redefined the genre too. There's like sort of a, like a self-help fusion, if you will, with ooh. other types of like memoirs and that kind of thing. So. Yeah. And like even like, you know, self-help has gotten kind of like Ed Hardy. Like they have book titles like how to suck ass at life or, you know, it's like yeah, things yeah, are getting yeah. a little, that's like, true. How yeah. to kick ass at sucking ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. I did just want to say that, um, this episode had some like very funny sort of broad throwback beats that I loved. And when, when Charlotte goes to the section and like, there's that woman just sobbing. Oh my it's God. Such like, a, that like, one really helped me. Yeah. It's like, they're really going for it, which I really, really liked. They're I very, like that very too. broad. And I yeah. love the horror music. Yes. When they when she turns into the self-help aisle. Yeah, it's amazing. Like she's in a haunted house. Yes. Yeah. Um okay, so back at her place Charlotte does it. She orders the self-help book the sad Barnes and Noble shoppers scared her off of. Over at her office, Samantha celebrates being done with Richard by blowing her hunky delivery guy. It's going great until Carrie walks in. They were supposed to get lunch, but the blowjob kind of ruins that plan, and Carrie rushes out. I feel like every single one of the core four has had an experience where they're supposed to be hanging out with Samantha, but she's like mid-coitus. mid coitus. Yep. <laughs> Mid penis in mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's like part of just being friends with Samantha is just like, listen, at one point of our friendship, you are going to see me fucking, okay? And that's just got to be okay. It's just it's on her calendar every day. There's a ten minute block. It's like I will be at some point just, fucking. I can't tell you when. I don't know how. So meanwhile, Miranda heads to Weight Watchers for her first weigh in. I'm much lighter metric. Oh, oh, excuse me. Hi. Hi. There's been a mistake on my weight. Nope, the scales don't lie. Uh, this isn't a vanity thing. The other woman inverted the numbers. Look, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. Well, you've got the right attitude. Come on. Hi, I'm sorry. Can I scooch in a minute? Sure. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Elaine, yeah. you wrote down this woman weighs 158.2, but she weighs 152.8. Could you not yell out my weight? <clears throat> hey, I weigh 240. Go weight 77. Here you go, and here's a name tag. A name tag? Oh, yeah. We all got to wear these. Tom, big boned. <laughs> Miranda, baby weight. Hi. Hi. Okay. Tell me. The, can, first of all, tell I me mean, everything. I did not remember the flagrant product placement happening in this episode. Wow, I, good. I, I did not. Interesting. This episode reminded even, me. 
Oh, oh go ahead, go ahead. No, it no, reminded no, me, go. It reminded me of that uh, of the Wayne's World scene, like oh, given hilarious. how how much it is in here because yes. there's that Krispy Kreme oh, beat yes. later. Where they're, it's like no, crazy, everything this is episode. like brand, brand, brand. Yeah, it, it was wild. And like the funny thing to me about that is they don't. So if like your whole mission is Weight Watchers is paying you to like you know whatever sponsoring a show and you have to talk about them positively i actually don't think this shows weight watchers in a good light i think that they got the fucking weight wrong first of all so it makes like the employer look like an idiot it's like whatever they got miranda's weight wrong and then like there was one other part i can't remember you just played it too but there was one other thing where it was like um don't yell my weight or something like that yeah don't yell my weight there was another thing Oh man, I'm trying to remember. The I don't name know. Tags? I just got the name tag. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. That's right. Yeah, Skylar. He he was like, yeah, they make you wear name tags. I was like, guys, like, what what is? I mean, maybe that was the only way they like came to an agreement to do this. But I just thought it was interesting that they kind of still like are this show, even though they're supposed to be like glorifying Weight Watchers. Um, it's so, really yeah. interesting because I didn't even put it together that it was a branded thing because, as you said, it's honestly if if people were allowed to be like this, I wouldn't mind branded spots because it doesn't feel like it influenced the message of the show. That's what I'm saying. No, I actually think they they did it well, but I'm like, was Weight Watchers, I guess my point is, was Weight Watchers happy with the way they handled it? Because they don't make it seem great. They just make it seem like an option. I guess the Judy Gold character at Barnes & Noble does say, like, the only way to go is Weight Watchers. So, like, you do get your, like, commercial plug in, but then the rest of it is, like, not making Weight Watchers look awesome. It makes it look really hard. They're starving the whole episode. They want donuts. Like, I don't know. What do you think about her going to Weight Watchers? And what what did that... What do you think about her feeling like she needs to lose weight? Um, I think that... I mean, I I feel very strongly. It makes me sad that there's sort of this thing in our culture where like women who just had babies are expected to drop the weight really quickly. And if they don't drop it as fast as like Kim Kardashian did, or, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank person with, you know, millions and gajillions of dollars to pay for private chefs and, you know, personal training and their schedule is clear to literally just focus on losing weight. Um, yeah, I just, uh, It makes me sad that that's the standard that's been set because I think that it, it, I would imagine I haven't had a child, but I'd imagine that it's not that easy for everybody. I think some people lose weight really quickly. I think other people don't. And, um, yeah, I, I just, it it just bums me out because it seems like such a personal journey and it's bums me out that there's like a standard that's been set of like, this is how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to drop the weight quickly. Um, yeah, that bums me out. That said, I understand Miranda wanting to lose weight because I think everybody has a weight they feel comfortable with. That's just true. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting too, what you were saying, because it's like, not only does not everyone have a personal trainer, a live-in chef, a stylist and whatever, but not only that, not not everybody wants to alter their entire lives no. and make losing weight the center of saying. your life. Like celebrities, being in shape is like 10 hours of thought and action. It's like, I feel, um, I'm, I'm sounding frustrated because it's like, I wish- Oh, it is frustrating. I wish that weight for women wasn't such, 
I wish being, th and I'm saying this as a thin person with thin privilege, I wish that being thin wasn't the standard by which everyone measured feeling good about themselves because it's totally arbitrary, like having thin lips or having big lips, having a bumpy nose, having a smooth nose, having brown hair, having blonde hair. It's literally just who you are and how you were born. And just the idea that people have to spend hours a day and all, you know, so much brain space. And even me, like, I mean, I feel so out of my normal attractiveness because of this. My relationship to my looks is really um, severed right now. Uh, but even when I normally feel attractive, I, and I'm fucking thin, I was like made fun of and called anorexic and skinny and skinny bones Jones. I mean, I grew up feeling totally unattractive because I was too skinny. Mm -hmm. And now as an adult, I filled out. And now as an adult, I'm like continuing to fill out um, and not fitting into my jeans and feeling bad about it. And I feel like a crazy person because I'm like, somebody on the street thinks I'm skinny. And I still feel like, I had to throw away all my jeans this year. And it's just kind of like, I guess I'm not making a very coherent point. No, but you are. You are. The I, rambling I, I, is yeah. coming to the fact that I don't know how we get out of this. <laughs> women, I'm speaking to women. I don't know how we free ourselves. I really don't. And you listen to these podcasts. Like I remember a long time ago, Whitney was like, and listen, I don't want people to think being skinny is ugly because I'm skinny as well. So I don't want there to be, like, I remember when the movie Real Women Have Curves came out and I was like, shit, mm -hmm. if that's true, like, I'm not a real woman. Like, I just wish right. it was plural. And it's, it's like, just what, yeah, you it's are whatever what you, you are. are. It's whatever you are. It's exactly <laughs> that's what whatever I wish. you are. And also there's no shame. Yeah. I mean, it's like with the thing with Miranda in this case, it's like, oh, I want to lose my baby weight, which I, again, I don't have a kid. I haven't gained baby weight per se. So I, I don't know. I know that there is a weight that I feel more comfortable with, but I would be lying if I said, oh, well, is that weight based on what you're actually physically comfortable with? Or is there a big part of it that's psychological social, that yeah. you've told yourself, yes, yeah, socialized and psychological, you've told yourself that that's the weight like you should be. So it, it's, it's so deep seated and um, yeah, I mean, we, it is a patriarchal nightmare because it's like on one hand, women are, you know, I don't believe this, but there is the belief that like, well, women were put on this earth to give us babies. But then it's also like women were also put on this earth for us to like want to fuck right, and totally. like be attracted to. And it's just like, okay, well, Miranda like, <laughs> had the baby, you know, she had the baby. Her All of the weight she gained is like a result of her having a baby doing the thing. And then it's like, well, you better lose it. So I want to fuck you and put another baby in you. And it's just like. That that was my that was the voice of bro God. It's so um, true. God is such a but bro. You, yeah, God is but, such a fucking bro. But you say that all the time too. I do always say that. I do always <laughs> say that. It's true. But no, I just it, it it is just yeah, like you're saying, Rose. It's like it's just a vicious, endless cycle. And um, just standing I do up on think, the on the scale and being like, if it's this number, I like myself, and it's this number, I don't. If it's this number, I have a good day. If it's this number, I have a bad day. If it's this number, that's the thing. I'm I'm cause I'm a hot person, and I walk out in the world with confidence. And then if it's this, I don't. And it's really confusing because even body confidence and body positivity it's really tricky like of course i'm it pro. is tricky. of course i support it but there is a part of me that's like this is sort of bullshit too because it's like you can tell yourself as much as you want like i feel beautiful and blah 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 but if the world treats you like you're unattractive 
How helpful is it? How much can you really, that's a very controversial opinion and I'm, I'm not anti-body positivity, but I think it's really hard too because I don't think you can just live in a bubble and be like, it's the world treating you like shit as well. The world is fat phobic and the world is mean to fat people. Yeah, I mean, I think that I will say I think that the the that is one thing I believe Instagram uh, like is actually doing right. I think that like body confidence, body positivity is making a diff. Um, I think it is making a diff. If anything, even let's take the captions and the hashtags out of it. Just seeing people's stretch marks, their cellulite, yeah. different types of bodies, big boobs, small boobs, yeah. huge butts, small butts, like right. all of it. It, it it's all it all just is so it is so obvious like oh yeah like what what we're all just holding ourselves to like photoshop standards like it's it's so ridiculous when you break it down and i i think i might have talked about this at one point but i was weighing myself at my gym because that's part of that's part of their program is every week um on thursdays i would get weighed in Hmm. And I ended up saying to when you join the gym, you get assigned um, like a I don't know what you call them, like a mentor, I guess, mm -hmm. or like the person who kind of like you check in with about things like your overall health results and all the things measurements um, like wanting to get stronger or want, whatever your goals are. You talk to this person about and I had to say um, I was like this weighing myself thing is not going to work for me. I, I can't I'm do it. I can definitely, I can't do it weekly. I that seems definitely like that's can't like do it. That's like just an eating disorder waiting to happen. It like, is. And it's all under this gut. Well, that's why I was so happy when they, when I started to hear the term orthorexia, which I'm sure has been around a long time, but I had only heard it. I don't know what that probably means. Within the, so orthorexia is, um, is, is a thinly veiled eating disorder, but it's all under the guise of eating clean, eating paleo, vegan, eating, totally. Know, yeah, yeah. It's it's orthorexia. Like, it's, wow. It's using yes, and it's such a great term because at least if you are if you're eating a certain way, like look with vegan veganism, like I know plenty of people who have done that for, for many different reasons, but there's no question there are the people out there who are like, I mean, yeah, I like, I love animals and yeah. you know, but come on, I like, this is going to make me people lose weight. People drop you know, the LBs when they become vegan. They do. They do. And, um, you know, to say that that's not a part of it, I, I just have a hard time believing that. But, um, but that's why orthorexia is such a nice sort of word to check in with because you can ask yourself like, am I really doing this for my health or am I really doing this because I, like am afraid of other types of foods. Like I'm like, it has to be brown rice. You know, I, you know, I'll, I'll lose my mind if it's white rice, like that kind of thing where you're like, um, sounds like they're both rice. Like really at the wait, end of the day, what are we wait, talking wait, Jamie, about? Sounds like they're both rice is like my favorite. <laughs> like, can we just backtrack because I'm, I'm sensing that they're just, there is just right. But I really like yeah. what you're saying because especially in LA, and I mean, I have a friend who's battled um, oh, eating God, disorders off and on, off and on. And she was talking about some, I don't know if it was keto or paleo or something where it was calorie counting. And she was like, I can't do calorie counting. Calorie counting is obsessive compulsive disorder. It's so mm -hmm. it is. obsessive. I was doing it. It is. It is. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. I mean, I... I'm definitely at a crossroads. I mean, I'll be very transparent about this. I'm at a crossroads because I started working out really hard within the last two years. And it's tricky because even in my own mind, and I'm like really trying to check in with myself about it. On one hand, I'm like, well, 
considering how I'm like literally like ripping apart and like repairing my muscles it's every amazing. day because I really am like gaining muscle weight. It's phenomenal. There is probably a certain way to eat that helps with performance. That is, I believe that to be true. Yeah, sure. That there are certain if things. If you're trying you to be eat, in like a weight challenge, weight Weight challenge, or even just like not wanting to feel like shit. I believe that clean eating has that benefit. Of course, like I do. I do think, and also let's let's not even call it clean eating. Let's just call it like eating real food, whatever that means to you. And even not even all the time, eighty twenty, right? Like, yeah. To me, I believe that that helps just with your life. Totally. But I have to check in with myself because that the trainer that I was talking to. You know, I I just got to a point where I was like, and then and then so what she would do is she would when she weighed me, she would cover up my my number weight, and then she was just measuring body fat, like body fat percentage. In that, I ended up having to be like, I can't do that either. I just can't. It's I can't all, do it's, it. I just it's such a dangling carrot, and it's it's kind yeah, of just like I can I don't love myself feel like I'm when, failing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just don't want to spend my energy feeling like I'm failing and it's like who am I failing for I'm failing my fail and then you just like oh you're just failing yourself like this is just this is just mental torture I just don't have space for it in my life and that that in and of itself plus the uh, Instagram visuals of real women looking real and looking you know different heights different weights everything it's it is starting to affect me where I'm like that's really I, awesome. I, do I love feel this. improved. I don't feel healed, but I feel improved. That's really awesome. I think that I need to check out a little more of that type of stuff. And I'm very proud of you because I think it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of self-awareness and, and self and self-worth and self-esteem to say, I don't need to look at these numbers every week. I think I you're think, more than your torso. You're more than your thighs. You're more than your tits. You're yeah. more than your ass. You're more than your stretch marks. You're right. more than your cellulite. You're more than you're more than all of it. It's so it's a body. Be glad you're alive. My friend's mom just died of pancreatic cancer. If you're listening to this, love yourself. Totally. And you I can, mean, damn, I'm, like, yourself. I'm, I'm laying down just desperate. That sounds really self-righteous. I hope. No, it wasn't self-righteous. Like, oh it was God, beautiful. Jamie's on a fucking no, tirade. I'm telling you, like my body's not really cooperating right now. And it's like exercising for health for for mental health for everything for endorphins i'm into it but that is huge just to be able to move that's wonderful but that's it you know agreed okay yeah i mean yes a hundred percent um um all right so later carrie catches up with stanford to search old vogue magazines for some cover art inspo he mentions that he started seeing marcus a broadway backup dancer when samantha calls there's a lot of tension between her and carrie because of the whole blowjob run-in but she's still going to handle carrie's pr Over at Charlotte, she's got a new email from Amazon. It's full of more self-help recommendations, and that just does it. It's too damn depressing. She tosses her copy of Starting Over yet again out the window, and it conveniently lands in front of another woman who actually needs it. Again, love a ham bone moment. Oh, my God. It's great. I love that. And Miranda and Tom from Weight Watchers head to dinner. They have a sweet time talking all the diets they've tried and abandoned over the years, which builds to them saying, fuck it and splitting a Krispy Kreme donut. They decide to burn the donut points off with some activity points back at his place. After which Tom kisses Miranda. No! Yes? 
I was all over his face. No! Yes! <laughs> Talk about loving yourself. I'd rather just be good friends with myself. You know, when I was a lesbian... I saw that coming. I could get <laughs> in and out with nothing more than a fine lip gloss. Well, you're awfully quiet. What is there to say? The man simply has bad manners. You keep a box of tissues on the nightstand. While he's stroking you with one hand, he grabs a tissue and suddenly dabs his face. Emily Post's polite pussy. So why didn't you just say something? It's a little hard to criticize if you're with someone who overeats when he's criticized. Miranda went out with an overeater and he overate her. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he popped his head up, he had such a proud look on his face. Oh, they always look so proud. Like they just came back from war. And they all want that, you're my hero kiss. Not without a tissue and an Altoid. It's a weird double standard, I guess. I'd feel insulted if I'd just gone down on a guy and he wouldn't kiss me. Samantha? Mm -hmm. Do you kiss after a blowjob? No, she just signs the delivery slip and sends him on his way. <laughs> What's going on? Apparently, Carrie has a problem with the fact that she saw me blowing the uh, Worldwide Express guy. Ew. Okay, I would like to point out that was her and not me. And when did I say I had a problem? Oh, please, you walked in, caught us, turned, and ran. Well, what was I supposed to do, sit and flip through Marie Claire? Where did you see her blowing the Worldwide Express guy, not on the street. Of course not. It was in the privacy of my office. Oh. And it wasn't a Worldwide Express guy. It was my Worldwide Express guy. Your Worldwide Express guy? Yes. Really? What's his name? Joe, Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> That's amazing. Hmm. What do you think uh. about a guy being kissed after somebody's been down on you. Is that okay for you or not? I don't think that's a big deal. It literally is fine with me. Yeah, I was like, and then also I think it's way stranger. Like what Charlotte said of like, you keep a box of tissues. And I was like, if I saw a guy like reach for tissue, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like be in the moment. I don't know. Also, I, I feel like if somebody literally like ran into the bathroom to like brush their teeth and then kiss me, I'd be like offended. Yeah, I just also not to I be don't. gross, but like it doesn't it's not gross. Like I No, it's not. If your vagina's healthy, then it might taste the kissing might taste a little yeasty or sour, <laughs> but it's not disgusting. Yeah, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think so either. I actually think, I think it's kind of hot to keep it going and like Yeah, I just think like the momentum should just stay. I don't think you should be like, "Oh, hold on, I'll be right back." Like, I don't know. I, I think, just that to yeah. me is yeah, or an Altoid. If a guy fucking popped an Altoid while we were, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" I'd be like, "I don't know." It kind I, that of would feels be a red immature, flag, like high school hooking up. To be I agree. You and then he kissed me after he went down on me. It's like who cares? Yeah, I that's mean, just messy. That's just what it is. Yeah, I just it's like that's where you draw the line. Like it's gr it, like quote unquote gross. If you know, in so many ways, like like you, you either have to like sign up for it or not. Like you know what I mean? Like to ha to to draw the line there and be like, you got to pop an Altoid. It's like I don't know. That to me is like that. That is like uh, it just feels very like anti woman. It's totally. I it's totally like shaming yourself. It Another feels shamey. Also, like as a foodie, I really like to eat all different kinds of foods that have all different kinds of smells and tastes and textures. And it's just kind of like, be open. If your body is healthy, it won't be gross. It'll just be, you know, 
but it will just be a t- taste and a texture and a smell and that's that yeah agreed yeah and i kiss okay. i kiss after blowjobs too big deal yeah i just don't think that's i just think yeah i i also if i were going to like or if the guy is going to like stop and like do a whole thing, he better be slick about it. He can't be like, "Can you pass the tissue?" I mean, he would only. Be I'd be that. like, "Why? Do you have a runny nose?" Because otherwise, this is rude. I mean, I have to say that the idea that somebody would do that and then kiss you ostensibly is for it to be better for you. But I think, um, yeah, I think that generally being good in bed or being a good lover or having good sex, I think part of what that means is being in the moment and not being in your head and not being neurotic. I also think like, just again, going back to like women are expected to be so many things and to be so perfect and, you know, not your, you can't smell, you can't have hair anywhere. You can't, you know, it's just like to have someone who just kind of lives in the moment and, isn't thinking about doesn't make you think about all those standards that are placed on us all the time like there's nothing hotter than that totally it's also interesting too because like vaginas um every vagina smells differently it smells differently at different times of the month they have a smell but it's not a bad smell it's like it's like just because it's not a britney spears vanilla lip gloss doesn't mean it's a bad (laughs) smell i feel like that's what porn and men want not men, men, patriarchy wants vaginas to smell yes. like it just doesn't smell like that. It smells different, but it's not a bad thing. It's just its own little thing. Yeah. It's only bad if you compare it to something that it's not, you know? I Great. also just um, agreeing with Skyler, everything, agreeing opinion. with everything said here, but I, but just uh, with how it's treated in this specific beat, I actually felt a little bit bad for the actor because they like, they truly shoot him like he's like a, a bear who just pulled his face out of like oh a jar God, of honey. So like they like true. They like that is just the funniest fucking thing. That is so accurate. So funny. They like right because I I a thousand percent agree. Like don't get out of the moment. Like everybody's if you're having sex with someone, like everybody's right. there to like be in it. Right. Um, yes. But but if you also like for comedy's sake, if you want to. Sh- to show the grossest version of this, you like have a PA spritz this guy's face down with like gel <laughs> before he comes up to kiss Cynthia Nixon. <laughs> like Wait, that. That's so he was like, he was like, the, he was like the fucking alien in alien. A hundred percent. Drooling with like, that yeah, is just drool so between cool. his teeth. Like, like it's usually <sighs> also, if it's that wet, congratulations. You've done a phenomenal Honestly, congrats. A hundred percent. Exactly. Everyone's congrats. doing great. Yeah, everyone's killing it, and yeah, I mean, also, it w- if I guess if I were to rewrite this scene, yes, it would be interesting for Miranda to be like, "Do you need a tissue?" and then him be like, "Uh, did you just like vagina shame yourself?" Yes, That's like true. that would be a f- interesting area. That would be explore. fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I would love that. Why do you guys um, think that? Yeah. Um, why do you guys think that Carrie's like? so upset about the delivery I had guy. the same it's not question. that big of a it's, deal is it yeah well, i don't know it is i think it's i think that it's a it's jarring um it's not surprising because of samantha but it, it would be a jarring thing to like walk if in I on especially in, if it was in an office like i would definitely be like whoa especially now Jamie, I'd be like, i would like laugh a me too so thing? hard if i saw you giving a blowjob i definitely wouldn't yeah, be like well, mad at you that's because i um that's because i hum uh third eye blind <laughs> while i do it do 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 
Well, there's also I actually wrap that whole thing with. Oh my god! I just feel like if I saw you or a close friend give head, I'd be like, "Okay, get it, girl," and I think it's funny and make fun of you, and then I'd be over it. I I think so too. I would definitely be like a little taken aback just by the visual because I think that. It, like if you're in it with someone like enjoying the blowjob, that's one thing. But to see a blowjob, it just looks like a guy like shoved his dick in a woman's throat. Like you can't really gain the perspective in that immediate visual. So that's the only part that I would find jarring. It's like, whoa, there's a dick in her mouth. Like that part I get being like, huh. Well, that- but I agree that Carrie, I don't know why she's so freaked out. Like, if you take a minute, you have the first draft thought of like, oh, my God, there's a dick in her mouth. And then after that, you'd be like, oh, it's Samantha. And oh, oh yeah. OK, it, yeah. Like it, you would get past it. Exactly. There, There's such a this whole I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I like in this episode. But that that part in particular felt like sort of a, so weird, sort of like a season one idea. Like that only works if we don't know Samantha. But like oh, everyone knows point. that that's what Samantha's like into like all the time. So it's very, very odd. Do you think that maybe Carrie was being so weird about it because she's single and she's like in a weird mood or something? That would justify that could it. That would justify like it. We've said this so many times on the pod, but it's like Carrie is the most stuffy sex writer. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, she is. A, she's more square than Charlotte, I think. Yeah, when it's it comes like to sex. Your, totally. your job is to write about sex dating relationships and you saw your incredibly sexual adult consenting friend who's right and you're like ew, ew 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 yeah she's like the delivery guy and you're like i know okay girl like she just signs the delivery slip <laughs> yeah you're like, like okay relax. yeah i know i feel like yeah i just think carrie is the she's truly the least in touch with her sexuality of all of them hot take you gotta hear hot first take. um okay Let's get into it. After brunch, Carrie and Samantha head out to try some of the looks Samantha's stylist put together for the book. And they're not great. When Stanford stops by with Marcus, they both agree. No dice. Carrie ushers them out so she and Samantha can talk, but they end up doing more yelling than talking. Samantha resents Carrie because she's treating her like she's a hooker and that she has kind of cheap taste. And Carrie just wants to get the right look for her book. Samantha storms off only to run into Marcus blowing Stanford on her way out. Mm-hmm. The irony. Mm-hmm. I know. And Miranda and Tom give sleeping together another try. But he does it again. He pops up with a face full of her looking for a kiss. Miranda can't take it. She asks him to clean up, but it just doesn't land. He takes it as a comment on his weight. A guy his size must be a sloppy eater. And that does it. They are done. They're done. Um, also weird writing because they kind of say that he's going to feel that way. And then he does. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but what is the connection of like that to me is so it's strange. I mean, to be like, oh, he has an eating disorder. 
So he also has an eating pussy disorder. <laughs> it's so typical. You're not, li- you're not literally pun. eating someone. Like it's, that's not. It's, it's almost you like the, that connection. You're not ingesting anything. It's almost well, like the airplane joke of like he has well, uh, he has a drinking problem. So in yes. in airplane he throws the water on his face of like course. he can't drink. So he has like an oh eating pussy God. problem. He just can't yeah. do it. He's not like yeah, gobbling just, it up. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. You're. Yeah. I was just kind of like. Um, that's a bit of a stretch. It's funny as a joke, but the fact that that was actually the reason he got offended was like, wait, what? It's also like, you know, I don't mean... Also, sloppy eater doesn't mean that you're overweight. Like, you might just have bad manners. I think that this show, as we've said many times, you know, it's not PC. It is, has some really conservative views and i would say that it's a fat phobic storyline yes to say that also like so many episodes in this show they have one problem and this has happened in 20 plus episodes with every single girl they go out with a guy who has some kind of totally fucking fixable non big deal issue they don't like it and they never see them again i mean no no wonder these girls are disposable no they're disposable and it's like this is a very easy thing to have a conversation about why don't you just say to him like hey tom like this is a me thing not you i'm like weirded out by my own juices would you mind like wiping your face before just like like, oh sorry after it would be a two second thing yeah I, I think that the fact that it's like, I can't, it's fat shaming and fat phobic to be like, I can't tell him this thing because as a fat person, he's yeah. going to take it in this way about food. It's like, no, he's not That's no. projecting this weird shit onto him. Because yeah, it almost, it almost. It's like too literal it's or something. It's so literal. It's like eating out. Get it? Did you eat? It's like, <laughs> exactly. what? Well, yeah. it's how the show like, is. The show like lives on wordplay and puns. They call it blowing. They don't call it blowing for nothing. She was I don't know. They were in a wind tunnel. No. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think that it's that's the thing that we love about Sex and the City is how like it's so wordplay pun. The sense of humor is very yes, very uh, clever. But it's like when you adapt it to actual real behavior, it's kind of like um, okay, it's a funny pun, but yeah, there's almost a degree to which it's like. Like, because they're connecting eating to like actual like food. So, like, he also has to be an idiot to make this joke work a little bit. Where he's like, he's like taking bites of a quarter pounder between pussy licks. He's like, I didn't. There, there's not a scene where it's like I'm a little hungry. Can I go down on you, Miranda? Like, yeah, yeah. I think I need. I'm jonesing for a snack. God. So basically, um, glad I made this one. So good. Later, Carrie heads to Samantha's office to smooth things over after the fight. And this time, she makes sure to knock. So, two days, four calls, no answer. I know. Sorry. I've been busy. Do we have to do this? Can't we just pretend the whole thing didn't happen? Well, sure, if we don't ever want to talk on the phone again. In a few days, the whole thing will blow over. That's an interesting choice of words. Mm. Look, I'm sorry. Carrie, stop. 
I, I don't want to do the I'm sorry stuff with you. Anyone else, but not you. You and I are, are perfect. Sweetie, as lovely as that idea sounds, we're not perfect. Well, we're pretty damn close. Make no mistake about it, it's not my personal style, but I really admire your ability to put your sex life out there. Thank you. So, I brought some looks for my cover. I want your opinion. You, you do? Yeah. Well, just in there. I did judge you. Just a little. And I feel bad, especially in light of the fact that you were so good to me during the whole big married man affair. No, honey, it's not just you. I judge me. Ever since that fucking Richard, I don't even know who I am anymore. And just like that, I realized what was under Samantha's fabulous cover. And I'm sorry about the delivery guy. I had no idea what that must have been like for you. You know what's interesting about this? Hmm. Is that you can have friendships with people who you don't align on everything with. For example, I had a really close friend who I love so much, who's Spanish, who lives in Spain, who doesn't have bad style, but she has no style. She didn't care about style. Mm -hmm. She didn't pluck her eyebrows. She, you know, was kind of messy. I fucking love that woman. Would I mm -hmm. ask her what to wear to like a nice occasion? No. Would I borrow her clothes? No. Do I love the shit out of her? Yes. I kind mm -hmm. of think it's interesting that Samantha was so personally offended that Carrie didn't want to dress like her because they don't have the same style. What's the problem, you know? I think it's because, well, that part, I 100% agree with you. I think that part it sounds like that's tied to the fact that Samantha's judging herself. Um, so it's just her own so insecurity. It's, yes, it's her own insecurity. Um, I did not like when Carrie was like, it's not, I, I really admire how you put it out there. It's not my personal way of doing Judgy. things. I was just like, oh, leave that line out. Like that wasn't, you didn't need to say that. You also, the way you put yourself out there, it's just like, again, I mean, you're a fucking sex and dating writer. Like what is going on? I yeah, that, that's a judgmental line. I mean, anytime somebody judgmental. says, like, I personally wouldn't do that, it's kind of a Yeah, kind I'm of a the neg. type of person, is there anything worse when it's like, I'm the type of person who, oh, God, nothing good follows that Yeah, statement. like, I think that's great for you. I mean, personally, I would literally never, but, like, it it's wouldn't work amazing for me, on you. But I think it's so cool that you do it. It's I think like, it's ugh. so awesome that you feel comfortable in those clothes. I mean, I honestly, like, wouldn't be able to hold my head up high, but <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> When you do it, it just, it works. <laughs> it works for you. Let me reiterate. For you, it looks great. For your lifestyle and what you hope and to like, achieve? Yeah, yes. Which is which is less than what I achieve. Like, it's, it is yeah, less. Yeah, it's but, a very but, judgy but, thing but to say. But given that, yeah, no, it's 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 terrible. I, I yeah, this whole, I, did, I thought it was interesting how Samantha, how it kind of became about, like, Samantha not wanting to do apologies or have fights or, you know, it was, it was interesting that that was kind of like not the takeaway of the scene, but that they added that in there. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I guess I, I definitely know. I, I have a little bit of that where I'm like, Oh God, if you like admit that there's something wrong, then there's something wrong. And it's like, okay, but like <laughs> what's, what's worse? Like 
talking about it and fixing it or like letting it stew and never fixing it. Exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. This episode, the one before it, the one before that, we're kind of getting into this moment in Sex and the City where things are a little tangled. It's a little messy. People are a little... Friendships are messy. People are a little Mm -hmm. resentful. They're fighting within each other more. It's like a real growing pains between the ladies. They're really like... I think a lot of them are single now and they're kind of... They're a little fighting. Like, angsty. Or yeah, something. they're a little angsty. But I'm proud of them because you know what? You know, Carrie. Carrie felt maybe she, maybe Carrie felt disrespected because they had a plan, and instead she was having sex with someone, and maybe she That's just felt point. disrespected because it's like we it's her book cover. Yeah, and yeah. also it's kind of like we had a plan, and you knew this was at this time. I can understand with a friend like Samantha being like, for five seconds, can you just like not fuck so that we could like do this thing? <laughs> like, like I can understand the annoyance on that, you know? Yeah, I can too. I can too. And I wish that they had said that in their little argument. It was all really ambiguous. I, I think, yeah, it was. I think it would have been nice if, if Carrie had said, this was a day about me and my moment. When you have your moments, I'm right there with you. And instead it kind of turned into this, and it is fair to be a little skeeved out by watching your friend have sex with a stranger. I mean, that's fair to be skeeved out by that. Um, right. And it's fair also, to be like, oh. you took this day that I was so excited about, and now it's about you. There's also another time later on, um, I think it's the season, maybe the beginning of season six, where they have the book launch for Carrie's oh, it's book. N- it's next episode. Oh, it is. Okay. So, yeah. It, it, which, okay, great. But it's not a huge spoiler, but just... Um, uh, Samantha has like another weird moment where she kind of like, I'm not going to even say the thing, but she does this thing that like kind of makes the PR part um, of her helping Carrie difficult. Like it hinders it. And it's just interesting that Samantha's supposed to be this amazing publicist, but she's kind of like dropping the ball weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, but I guess they did justify it with like ever since fucking Richard, but yeah, it is a it is a theme that goes past just this episode. So it's almost anyway. like less about the fact that she was having sex with a guy and more like you're supposed to be ready. We're going to this thing that's really yeah. important to me. Now it's about you. Yeah. Well, and that's weird that that never really came up, did it? No. And, no, not really. And I think I think Samantha's such a complex character because she's con- which I like because she's constantly waffling between this is who I am. I get mine. Don't shame me. This is my fucking shit. You don't have to be like this, but this is how I am. And she waffles between that and like actually feeling judged by people. Yes. Which is yes. interesting. And she cares. And that makes her more real because it's like everybody fucking cares. Yes, of course. I would hate it if she didn't. Yeah. I, I don't think that she would be as redeemable. Same. Um. Okay. Well, this episode closes with Carrie and Samantha shooting Carrie's book cover. They are okay again. And the book is going to look great. Hell yeah. And this brings us to the question of the episode. I think it's pretty much agreed that it goes open-minded, good, judgmental, bad. But are we being too quick to judge judgment? Perhaps judgment is not so much a snap decision as an early warning and detection device. If it is instantly clear that a person, a place, or even a profession is not for you, is it better to ignore your better judgment and read between the lines? Or should you judge a book by its cover? Wait, what is she referring to here? Because 
what, what is she talking about? She's basically like, do you listen to your gut? She's basically saying, do you, I don't know, actually, because it, the question is, is it better to ignore your better judgment and read between the lines? Or should you, oh, I see. Okay, so it's basically saying that is your gut reaction correct or is it, is it a- Other things? What, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it a snap judgment? Is gut reaction intuition or is it judgment? But what is that in reference to in terms of her behavior over the pilot? No idea. Yeah, that's weird because I'm like, was she no judging idea. Sam? Is that what this is about? I don't know. It's really confusing. It's weird because usually you know what they're talking about. You're like, oh, because of this storyline. Yeah, this is like judgy, wudgy, pudgy, judgy, judge. Fuzzy, wuzzy, judge. Was a bear. Did you hear me say judge? Yeah, exactly. It's like a little. It's a little. It's a little riddle me this. It's a little bit of a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> Skylar, help us. What is that? Skylar, what do you? What's your interpretation? We're we're we're, we're, we're floundering. It. No, I yeah. I agree with you. It's it's a strange question because it's it, I I do hear the. Are, I do hear the interpretation of like, should you go with first impressions and do first impressions really inform every judgment you make of a person or an interaction? Which, yeah, which is interesting. Or or should you go was. beyond that? Yeah, in terms of where it comes in the plot, it's it, there's also this episode's called Cover Girl. It's all about her shooting her cover. So that's like kind of the tenuous, her book cover. Oh, I see. That's kind of the like tenuous connection. But I also agree that it's a little bit of a thin... Uh, Can I say question. something controversial? This is a little yeah. bit of a weak episode. Oh, yeah, I it's agree. not good. It, it, it is good because it's the show, but it's... The stories aren't, yeah. like, intertwining it's, that much. Writing-wise, no, it's not It's not their strongest. The themes aren't... I guess it's about... I guess the theme is nothing really gets resolved. The theme is about feeling judged. So Miranda feels mm -hmm. judged by her weight because right. in Atlantic City, someone called her a fat ass. Charlotte feels judged for reading a self-help book, even though no one is judging her, it's all internal. Mm -hmm. um, Carrie is literally, this is like one of those things where it's like, she's going to be on the cover, like judging a book by the cover. Yes, by the cover. And she's Oh, so maybe the question is asking, is what she puts on the cover going to determine the success of her book? That to me makes a little bit of sense. Like, is literally what you put on the cover of a book. I mean, that's an obvious yes. I mean, a good cover is helpful and a bad cover is not. But... Um, yeah, I guess I'm just like, sometimes this show really hits it out of the park with like blending all the storylines and then the question's really great. This question, I feel like it's just exploring judgment, self-judgment, judgment on others. Yes. What's the value of judgment? I mean, I do think judgment has a value and I do think there's a certain amount of judgment that's healthy and that protects you. Yes. Um, this, this also feels a little bit like a season where they're kind of getting away from, I mean, not that we've seen it all yet, so maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but like they're getting a little bit away from like the totally grounded universal stories that they explored in the first four seasons. And they're entering mm -hmm. into kind of like rarefied air with like Carrie having a book now and like things That's like that. Point. So I think that they're, it, it feels a little bit to me like they're just having a tougher time making that sort of, extreme set of circumstances translate to like their human, the stuff that they're really good at, which are the human moments. Yeah. I, I, um, I have nothing to add. I think that we've, we've decided that judgment exists. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. You're welcome. 
Yep. <laughs> Welcome to our TED Talk. Great analysis. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And on that note, final seg. Final seggy. For final seggy waggies. So Sex in the City is obviously a very horny show. So we end each episode by sharing what we are currently horny for. Rose, what are you horny for right now? I've got two. May I do two or is that cheating? It is not cheating. It is allowed. Please proceed. Okay. One of them I'm sure you'll say too. Obviously, Pen15 just dropped. See, I started it. I have to keep going. It's, you know, <laughs> in this time where like literally everything fucking blows chunks, it really tells you why comedy is important and the value of laughing and comedy. And I think it gets even more tender and grounded this season. I mean, it's still like two adult women in their 30s dressed as teenagers, but but it's a little more grounded and it's just it's funny. It's delightful. Anytime I can think about something that's not myself is like a goddamn gift. And yep. then the second uh, wreck is I'm reading um, My Brilliant Friend, which is... I meant, yep, uh, like, I agree. Yeah. Not, yep. <laughs> You're always thinking... Yeah, no, okay. uh, My Brilliant Friend. I just want to make that distinction. Okay, keep going. By oh, Elena yeah, My Brilliant Friend. is incredible. Yeah. And, and it's all the hype is real. It's beautiful. It's it's a really great book. So those oh, are my that's two. That's a book I started and I need to, that's another one. I started it and I, I didn't finish it, but I don't know why I didn't finish it. I was enjoying it. So I'm I enjoying it. it. What are you okay. horny for, Jamalina? I'm horny for, I've got a food one. Oh yeah. So everybody strap in. Um, okay. So some of you may know that I'm really into doing foil packets mm. on the grill <laughs> and I've got a new one. <laughs> Um, my new one is, um, we call it <laughs> Jamie's Geronimo potatoes. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. I just came up yum. with the name. <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> it's just potatoes sliced truly however you want, but relatively thin or relatively small because you're putting it on the grill and you want it to cook kind of fast. Uh -huh. Um, so you do that with, um, some onion. And so the onions like caramelize, um, with the potatoes and then you just add olive oil a little bit of butter for flavor um salt and paprika and Sounds it is amazing. just so delicious and you can really like leave it on the grill for a while and just let it go and even if it kind of looks a little burnt it still tastes delicious so yeah i'm gonna those make are... those that sounds amazing what is the what is the name it jamie's geronimo i love Janie, jamie's geronimo's <laughs> you nailed it amanda's potatoes first idea best idea <laughs> okay great well i love jamie's yeah. geronimo's okay thank you <laughs> so yes um that's that's my potato recipe and that's our episode oh i have something to say Please say it. um you know okay so you know at the end of the episode we have the like thanks for listening to couldn't humble water well also um i realized like what really helps, like, obviously, we love if you can review the show on iTunes. It's hugely, hugely helpful if you haven't done so already, you know, and you can feel like taking a few seconds. We would really appreciate it. But also, if you just tell a friend who likes Sex in the City about the show, yes. word of mouth goes a really long way. So, like, honestly, yeah, if you can think of one person who likes Sex in the City, tell them about the podcast because, you know, spreading the word helps our show and we really want this to keep going. We're going to do something once we run out of sex in the city to talk about we haven't determined it yet but like we want to 
grow our it's little gonna community. It's going to be about clowns. So it's going to turn into a clown podcast. It actually, clown okay, cast. Rose, don't do, tell do, them do, 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 No, Rose, don't tell them our great ideas. It's going to be a new it's foil pack a, every week. I will say it's not, yeah, we're doing a show about foil packs. Now hear me out. Um, no, but yeah, if you can tell friends um, who are into Sex and the City or Michael Patrick King or romantic comedies or whatever it is, um, that would be really helpful. Good point, Jamie Lee. About our Amanda. show. Oh, and um, we're almost out of sweatshirts, but there are three left oh, at this point. Dang. And it's a limited, limited yes. run, limited edition. So, yeah, if you're interested, you can hit us up. Be part um, of Herstory. Our, our email. Yeah, be part, part of Herstory. <laughs> um, the future is female. Hit us up at chbwmerch at gmail.com. Our email address is also on our Instagram. And that's it. Those are my announcements. And I'm also horny for announcements, apparently. Love you, girl. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod. And follow my co-host Rose Cerno on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.